Hello, and welcome back to the Women's Soccer Podcast. I'm your host, Liam Greco, but you know me better as LDG. In today's episode, the second of 2024, on the second day of 2024, we will be going over the off-seasons of the Courage and Pride as he rounds out the series of looking at the off-season so far and looking towards the future of the off-season for the 12 current NWSL teams. Don't worry, we've got episodes on those expansion teams coming right up. Well, I can't wait to get in this episode, but before we do, I advise you to follow us wherever you got your podcasts and on Instagram at the Women's Soccer Podcast underscores in between each word to make sure you don't miss a single episode of our podcast as you're going to be so prepared for the 2024 NWSL season if you listen in. And without further ado, let's get started. For me, as a neutral of the courage, a headline that has overshadowed this team all offseason is how poorly their front office did in regards to the expansion draft. They didn't bring anyone in this offseason at all, but they lost four key players in the expansion draft due to the team not clearly not understanding the rules. The NWSL rules clearly state that you can lose two players in the expansion draft. It does not say it has to be one for each team. It's two players in the expansion draft. The Courage was one of those teams that clearly did not understand that, as they only traded out of the draft for one team. Therefore, they were at risk of losing two more players, which is what happened. Before the draft, they traded out to the Royals, as they gave up Emily Gray and Frankie Tagliaferri, two quite talented young attacking midfielders. However, by the day of the draft, they still didn't have protection from AFC, and AFC took advantage of that, using two of their picks to draft two North Carolina players, Tess Bodie and Caitlin Rowland. Not only did the Courage lose a lot of young talent, They lost a lot of players who were quite key in their playoff run. Tess Bodie wasn't just a player who played up top for them. She was a key player in their identity as a player who played as a false nine for the Courage. Losing her is key, Um, and it's not great, and it looks amazing for Bay FC's style of play, but the Courage are going to need to get someone in for that, as we'll talk about later, because the reality is, as if Caroline injured, their their front line is already looking a little thin. Also, the Courage, less notably, lost Sarah Clark, a talented national team replacement player who won the heart of fans to the waiver wire. For me, if, when I look at this roster, I just feel like the expanded draft was such a loss for them because to lose two players is bad, but to lose four is atrocious, and the reality is, is the depth on this team is really not there right now. I mean, these four players may not have all been the starters, but they provided key depth for the side. Caitlin Rowland, a good veteran goalkeeper that was lost to the Bay, Bodie, a great striker, and Gray and Tagliaferri were two young midfielders who got much-needed minutes in the Challenge Cup. Therefore, if I'm the Courage in free agency, I have a lot of parts of the pitch that I'd be looking for. I'd be looking for a full-back role, more specifically because Emily Fox and Kiki Pickett are both free agents, and we know that Emily Fox is heavily rumored to go to Arsenal, so I don't think she'll be resounding with the Courage, and Kiki Pickett is another person who is available for other teams. At center back, the lack of depth is glaring for me. Of course, they have Malia Berkey and Berkeley and Kaylee Kurtz, who are two good pl- players back there who control the tempo and allow for the courage to thrive in their possession-based game. But there's no real depth there besides that, as Estelle Johnson is growing in age, and there's not really any traditional center backs on that roster, so that's an area I'd love to see them build on. Lastly, I think, as I mentioned earlier, there needs some more up-top depth, because... 
Bodie was their striker throughout the season, and now she's gone. And before that, Caroline was her, their striker, but with her, losing her to an ACL injury means they might be losing her for more than half the season. The Courage, who is a roster that can be competitive and wants to be competitive again, will need to add some more depth in these areas in order to ensure that they will be back where they want to be next season in the NWSL playoffs, fighting for their third NWSL title. Now that I've told you the players the positions where I think that players should be brought into from the free agency portal, why don't I give you some suggestions about players that I think would fit those positions, as we've done in previous episodes in this series? Well, starting a fullback. I mean, both the teams this episode desperately need fullbacks in my eyes, so just to avoid confusion, I'm not going to have the same players for both teams, so there's going to be a little bit different fullbacks, and I'll explain why. The Courage, I went with a little bit of a younger core. Cameron Bogolski from The Spirit, Sabrina Flores from Gotham, and Bianca St. George George's from the Red Stars. The reason why I did this is because I feel like The Courage is a much younger team. And I feel like they have a lot of great young talent, and I don't want to spoil that by bringing in some older left backs who and right backs who we'll talk about a little bit later. I feel like Bianca St. George really fits the Courage's style of play because she like loves to get up the field, and it almost reminds me of what Tyler Lucy did on the right side, but maybe from a higher advanced position than what St. George's would be doing. Um, Flores is a player who I think is pretty good on the ball. Same with Bogolski. That was my same logical reasoning for those two players. I wanted players for the Courage that I felt like would be good in possession and, and also be pacey. And those two players like really fit the mold for that. And as what fullbacks for the Courage were like this season, I wanted to get some similar players to come in to replace them practically. Um, looking from a center back area, I wanted some more leadership. Amber Brooks from the spirit I think would be someone who's great at putting in that last tackle really um a good player who's solid at playing out of the back as well not as possession oriented but I feel like the courage just need they don't need any starting center backs at least maybe my second my second defender who we'll talk about would definitely be a starter on this team but Brooks could come in off the bench be a player who would you could rely on in the end of the match to make that game saving tackle or challenge I think Brooks is just a player who's willing to lay it all on the line for that one you know moment that could be deadly and giving up potentially a penalty kick um but like she is like that no fear mentality and she's also pretty good on the air and set pieces both offensively and defensively which isn't always a good added bonus um the last center back i mentioned this is a really big long shot i don't think she'd ever leave the thorns if she was gonna do one more season and not retire becky sauerbrunn i feel like she's gonna be someone who's gonna be really attached to Portland, understandably. I love love Portland from everything I've heard about, and she clearly loves it as well. So therefore, I don't really see her coming to the East Coast, let alone the Courage, but I just wanted to add her in there because I feel like there's a very, very big fullback pool. I got like seven that I did across the two sides, but not as many center backs in this free agency pool, nor attackers we'll talk about a little bit later. But Brooks is someone who has those good late challenge tackles but so does Sauerbrunn as well Sauerbrunn isn't again one of those players who plays out of the back but again next season I don't really see her playing as big of a role as she did this year you know she's going into I think what might be her last season and you know I don't think this is again realistic at all I'm gonna be quite open about that but I think Sauerbrunn would be a nice ad moving to the front line it's so annoying there's only the according to NWSL website there's 12 free agents that are attackers some of them in my eyes are more attacking midfielders like 10s 
10 slash 8s rather than like pure 9s up top. But I kind of just took the same forwards as last episode that I used for other teams that we talked about, like Louisville. I'm sorry, I don't want to repeat, I don't like repeating players, but for the purpose of the series, I'll talk about why Charlie. King and Stevens would all be great fits for the Courage. Well, I said this, I feel like the Courage is a team that loves to play out of the back, and yes, none of these three players are traditional players that could play out of the back, but I feel like um, all three of these people can really score goals. Charlie has proven that with Angel City. She's such a dynamic dribble, and I feel like in games where they maybe, maybe the possession style of play isn't working, and you just need someone who dribble up the field, you can get that with Charlie. And same with King. I mean, both of them have incredible pace, but yes, they're very technical. Besides that, they both have incredible technical ability to take on players 1v1 and play that beautiful final ball, but I think King and Charlie are definitely those players you know can just run defenses down and get in behind from the long balls that perhaps Sullivan, O'Sullivan, or Miura will play, or, um, you know, Monaco will play from the midfield. Uh, the Courage have so many options there. Like, Brianna Pinto, for instance, I left her out of this conversation that love to play the ball over the top, and I feel like players like um, King and Charlie would love to run out of them. Uh, Steven's a little bit of a different type of player. I feel like she kind of reminds me a little bit more of Tess Bodie. She's not as much of a false nine. She is a true nine, but she does she can drop to receive. Um, King and Charlie are more traditional nines, but they're more, like, good, really good in the air, you know, really good taking players on, on the flanks and good on 1v1 duels. But Stevens is someone who's great in the air. And again, something I mentioned when talking about how they'd fit in with Louisville's style of play, I think the Courage is style of play is much more possession-based than Louisville. So these wouldn't be as natural fits per se, but they'd be good solutions until you saw Caroline come back from injury. And I think at this point, if unless you went overseas in the free agency market, there really aren't any players that can replicate what Bodie or Caroline does in being able to like drop back and receive. But I think Monaco could be a player if you're looking within the squad that you could have as a false nine. And I think you'd try and maybe find some players in the squad that could be a false nine. But besides that, no real false nines here. I mean, Nagasato was one I was looking at for a minute, but I don't really see her leaving Chicago. I mentioned her for um, a few other teams, I think, in this episode, like uh, Spirit. But yeah, anyway, point being, I'm rambling on here, but I think, yeah, those free players would be the best true nine options that can get goals, and they wouldn't be perfect stylistic fits, but at the end of the day, the Courage just need a short-term goal solution, and these free players will... Gotham may take the headlines by signing Dunn, and the Pride, perhaps, may have not gotten that deal over the line, but I still give incredible props to Haley Carter to what she's done with this side. I think that looking, if you look at what they've done so far in the window, bringing in a new goalkeeper in Sophie a Manor um, from FC Honka, which is something that was definitely needed as the goalkeeping unit at the Pride was not one of the stronger parts of their team. I think we can all agree that they made the goalkeeping union made a lot of errors that could have been costly for the Pride. Um, so I think it's great to see a uh, manner come in. Angelina and Luana are the two Brazilians who came into the midfield. Angelina tore her ACL, so didn't play as big of a role with the rain last year. But you saw in 2022 the ability that Angelina has, someone who could play in the six, the eight, or the ten, very versatile in that way. I think for the Pride, she'll play as a true 
through eight, someone who can be a box-to-box eight midfielder. So that's kind of what I talked about with Marissa Vigiano in the last episode for what she'll do for Louisville. I feel like, um, yeah, Angelina's going to be such a good box-to-box eight, whereas Luana, I feel like, maybe more of a six. I don't think she's as progressive up the pitch as a player like Angelina would, but I think, honestly, both of them are really good at six Uh, would be a really good six and also they would be a good addition to the eight in the midfield to play alongside perhaps Jordan Listro if Jordan Listro resigns with the side yeah and or maybe even Marta if they have Marta play as a more progressive forward and they allow Angelina and Luana to drop back more um yeah, I think those are two great, three great signings. I appreciate how they've been so adventurous and really have been willing just diving into the offseason and making these moves early on, allowing the side to really be super proactive and later of the offseason. And I also appreciate how, unlike the Courage, who are a mess with the expansion draft, the Pride, bam, bam, first day, they got both teams protection from the draft and I think yeah it's just been really impressive to see how they've been managed and yeah they did end up losing a um, a few players to Utah Clough and Nelson in separate trades um only picks were lost to Bay FC but there was a few other players that were away from the side such as Caitlin Cosme very nice player I met her at one of the games against Gotham um Crone was raved, the, a good backup goalkeeper, and Tyrese was also waved, a Brazilian youngster who is sure to be fined another, on another side, or perhaps will be brought into the Pride later in next season when they need national team replacement players. Overall, I think the Pride have clearly improved on their greatest weaknesses. Their front line last year was impeccable, and their back line has a lot of great young talent, like Emily Madrill and Tori Hansen, balanced with good veteran experience, like Haley McCutcheon and Raffaelli. So I think it'll be really exciting to see how the Pride finally plug those holes that were missing this season and allow their young, fun team to watch to really excel. That being said, I do think that even though seeing players like Kylie Strom and Haley McCutcheon being re-signed, I still think the fullbacks is an area that they can improve along with the true CDM. Luana, I think, kind of embodies that, but still they only have like six CDMs, I mean six midfielders in the roster right now, so I feel like I'd love to see them bring in another midfielder for free agency. It doesn't have to be like a star. I looked for some just good utility players in that midfield role, but um, starting with fullbacks, again, the fullback pool in this um, free agency window is insanity. It's so deep. And I think for the Pride, I went with a little bit more of a win-now strategy because I feel like they've, you know, pushed the brakes so far in trying to win this league next season and really put themselves in a position to do that. And their players have been vocal about how they really want to compete for a title next year. So I feel like I had Emily Fox, Alyssa Chapman, and uh, Natalie Cuica. Um We'll start with Fox and Ch- and Chapman. Chapman is someone who I think would just came off of um, excused absences throughout last season. She's a player from Canada who loves to find herself up the left wing, similar to Crystal Dunn with the U.S. team. She loves to get up the left wing and play services into the box. She's not um, as proactive at getting forward as other players on this list like Huika and Fox, who are very attacking-minded fullbacks, but that also is a really good thing for Pride side that has a lot of players on that back line who love to get up the field. I mean, look at Raffaelli, who loves to get up on corner kicks, scoring one last season against... Scoring off one, rather, last season against the Red Stars, and McCutcheon loves to get up the field as well. Um, Chapman is someone who would provide stability and experience in the back line, along a younger back line that has players like Madrill, and potentially, you know, maybe Tori Hansen will get some more minutes next season. Emily Fox is someone, I think this is like... 
a really big long shot, honestly, because again, with her being heavily rumored to go to Arsenal, I just put her on here because I feel like the Pride does have a lot of money to play around with. And I feel like a lot of last season, they didn't get to Binia after a lot of trying to get her and a lot of money being thrown at her. I feel like it would be sad to see this season if they didn't get another marquee free agent. Not to say that Angelina isn't incredible, but I want them just to get like a top 10 free agent to really level up their back line. Um, Natalia Cuica is one of those free agents that I think is going a little bit under the radar right now. She's someone who I really have liked watching this um, season. I know she didn't really fit super well with the Portland Thorns, but that's okay. I feel like she's someone who is also very advantageous at getting up the field and really loves to be um, such a talented crosser, really loves to be good at finishing the play with a good pass. You know, she's another player who's also pretty good at 1v1 defending. She can get caught up too far up the pitch at times, but I think she provides the fullback going into a new season where they're looking to make a playoff appearance for the first time in the new expanded playoff pool. Moving into the midfield, I know I, I they brought in two Brazilian midfielders, so I feel like a lot of people might be a little perplexed at why I mentioned midfield. I'm not trying to get a player that replaces them. I mean, the midfield pool is a little bit lighter, and I think players that would have been ones that have been looked at by the Pride have kind of been swooped up already. Um, a lot of the big marquee midfielders like Lavelle and Sonnet are rumored to go to the Gotham of Seaside, and Dunard obviously already signed there. McCaskill went to the Wave, etc. Um, for the, I wanted to just find a player who had a lot of good potential. You know, someone who was younger, and I found Taylor Ulmer, a restricted free agent from releasing Louis. Louisville. She played on the Spirit before, and I loved seeing her. I, I remember one of her goals for Washington Spirit when she was on that 2021 championship side, where she got up the field and got, like, a good left-footed volley, and I think that's something that would be really cool for the Pride to see more midfielders getting up the field. Another tall body, good in the box, aerially, and she's another player who loves playing possessionally, um, getting on the ball, really moving it out wide, finding other players on the pitch, and I think that's something that the Pride would like to embody and play by a little bit more, and yeah, Ulmer's just another good option. I think she's a nice aerial threat for corner kicks, offensively and defensively, something that we've talked about is a strength of the Pride, and they continue to improve it by becoming a more well-rounded team on corners. I think Ulmer's a player who's a lot of good upside, young, lots of potential, um, at such a young age, and yeah, I feel like she'd be such a good six to add to the team. Um, looking at Angel City, I feel like those were, uh, there's a few good players there that I think the Pride could like and do well with. Um, Dandy Weatherholt and Madison Hammond were a few that just came to mind for me when looking at that free agency list, and just thinking about the Angel City roster, both are so good on the ball, so good at distributing, and the fact that the Pride have so many great, um, weapons on the wings, like, um, Ali Watt can slide over there, Mariana Larroquette, uh, and Messiah Bright is more of a nine, but you get the idea. Martha loves to pull out wide and receive. I think that a player like Hammond or Weatherhole, if they were tempted to leave the, the Sunshine City in LA, I think that that would be really good for a team like the Pride to add someone like that who can really be that transitional six who can play that final ball that they didn't really have that season and I think if you look at a team like Gotham Neely Martin was really that this season and she really stepped into her own as the season came on and was so good at receiving with that first touch and then playing the second touch to one of her fullbacks or something like that and yeah I feel like if you're gonna look to add in the fullback adding a six who can distribute to them would be a nice not a necessity but something that would be nice for the pride to add more depth and as we've seen with the last few champions 
there's never a thing of too much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Women's Soccer Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed and that all the Pride and Courage fans have a good idea of how LDG believes that your team will continue to build on the roster and the moves that you've made so far. Um, I hope you've had a great start to the new year, and please remember, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, to follow us on Instagram and wherever you get your podcast at the handle, the Women's Soccer Podcast of underscores in between each word. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and peace out from your host, LDG.